<laughs> what could what could that noise possibly be? <laughs> a dog like oh almost like ready snoring. To bark. Oh, when they're dreaming, sometimes yeah. they'll do that. But you know what I'm talking about? Gets ready yeah, to bark. Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. That's what that noise is. And what a way to start off the podcast. Welcome to Almost Informed. I don't know the date today. It's the 30th. The 30th. Almost Informed is the podcast where two best friends get together and talk and about almost know the days. The <laughs> and almost know the days. <laughs> November 30th. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, 2016 tomorrow's December. Over. That's messed up. There's still no snow on the ground. <laughs> That's equally as messed up. Thank you, Global Warming. I think it's mostly to do with the, uh, the El Nino. What? The El Nino. Weren't we supposed to have a lot of snow this Christmas, this summer, See, I thought this winter? <laughs> See, I was under that impression too, but I guess the El Nino isn't just a like a yearly thing, it's like a wave. So like you get it, like El Nino comes in and there'll be a couple years or a season or two of like higher temperatures and then La Nina comes and it's like, no, 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 weather still sucks and is kind of bad for a couple years. That, that was, somebody was telling me the other day that's what it was, because I thought we were supposed to get crapped on too, and we're not. Well, Either that or La Nina didn't show up. She's, she didn't get the memo. <laughs> El Nino got stood up. <laughs> El Nino's sitting alone at, at the table in the restaurant with two glasses of wine and there's no La Nina there with them. <laughs> Those yeah, tender yeah. dates, sometimes they don't pull through. Man, never pull through. Bad idea. If I can give one piece of life advice to every listener, especially especially our older listeners, don't use Tinder. Yeah. Don't use Tinder because it's fucking terrible. Just introduce yourself with, hi, I'm, and then you shake their hand. You, you say your name and then you shake their hand. <laughs> you say their name. <laughs> yes. Hi, I'm, so you're Sarah. <laughs> hi, hi, you're Sarah. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Don't wonder I'm not laughing. John. <laughs> Would you like to maybe get some clam, clam chowder someday? The first, the first go-to is clam chowder. Clam chowder. Chowder, yeah, chowder. not even chowder. Chowder. The Boston. Chowder. And then if they say no, you immediately turn around and just... Right, right there. That's Jesus. all you give them. Were you saving that one? No. I'm right here next just... to you. You just ripped that <laughs> the... part where it's an enclosed space. Man, I'm living in it right now. Jesus Christ. Send it that way. Let's just get the fan going here. There we go. Oh, it's so bad. Okay, I'm just going to hold this fan right here. All right. <laughs> Do we have a sponsor for this? <laughs> yeah, the sponsor, the sponsor this week... The sponsor this week is uh, a serious lack of sponsorship. We lost our <laughs> we lost our funding. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, part of the reason why we lost our funding is, unfortunately, this is going to be the last episode of Almost Informed. Wait, wouldn't it be the other way around? <laughs> we lost our funding, so this is the last episode. Not we. This is the last episode, so we lost our funding. Uh, well, I went to our sponsors and said, "Hey, we're planning on closing out the podcast." Can you give us a big chunk of change? And they said, no, because you're closing out the podcast. In Fair. fact, you don't get any of the change. Fair enough. So, so that's how we lost our sponsorship. This podcast is brought to you by none of the change. None of the change. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's presidential 2016. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Um, I mean, yeah, so there are a couple reasons why it's our last podcast. I guess, I guess one of them is that me and Zach are possibly planning on moving on to other podcasting endeavors. That being possibly a hockey-related podcast. Now, I know that that may not appeal to all of our listeners, and we ha- we thought that we took that into consideration, but I think we felt that it would be best for, you know, having success in a podcast and just for us moving forward. I felt with Almost Informed, I love Almost Informed because it's so nice to be able to come here every week and just riff. Riff, exactly, exactly, just riff. But we kind of, if we want if we want to gain success, even any amount of success, I don't think we can do it this way because... I guess when we started, we kind of had an issue where we're not really categorized anywhere where we were going to be easy to find. Yeah, we have a wicked identity crisis. We have a major identity crisis. We're like the chimera of podcasts. We fit into everything a little bit, but nothing really. And that is our problem. Both That's both the magic and the issue with this podcast is that... We speak about everything, which is so nice coming into it, right? Because we can, you know, just talk about everything, current events, anything we really want to talk about. But it's not going to help us gain an audience because those topics are so broad that nobody's going to be searching them out and nobody's going to be searching us out because Mm -hmm. we are just two dudes talking into a microphone, right? We're <laughs> Which not... will always be, but well, we're well, going to focus a little bit. We are going to focus. We wanted to find a podcast with a niche, right? Because people are going to search up hockey. Even though that's also quite broad, we are going to find ways to even narrow down within the category yep. of hockey. Yeah. So that is our thoughts moving forward. One of, one of the reasons, another big reason is partly just our personal motivation for it. We, when we started this thing, we'd never done podcast. Well, you'd done a podcast before, well, but I'd never done three podcasts. episodes. It didn't count. Fair enough. You got to make it to seven. <laughs> There's your number, your arbitrary number. Well, yeah, because if you do seven, then the next one's eight. Correct. Which is great. Once you hit the grade status, you're fine. Okay. All right. I but, uh, accepted. Uh, we like our motivation for it is still strong. We still enjoy doing the podcast every week, but we just found like, I don't know. We, we just kind of lost the, it lost its luster a little bit, I think, or something to that effect. It's kind of hard to describe, but basically we just came to the consensus that we did it. We enjoyed it and we had fun doing it, but nothing is perfect and nothing lasts forever. And so uh, this is, this is the final voyage. Gladly, it hope. Luckily, it didn't sink on the maiden voyage, <laughs> but every good ship is decommissioned at some point, and so hopefully they'll turn this into a museum. I an audio, the first ever audio museum, <laughs> just purely, purely for audio. I like it. That's one way to, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Like Zach said, we took this on to see if we could do it, and I think we did prove that we could do it. I mean, we went for. What, 30? I think this is almost 30, 29. Well, this is 28, 29, right? <laughs> so, so we're almost to 30. We made, it, we, we made it almost to 30. And actually, Zach and I, as we had gone along with the podcast, we 
we would kind of change things up. We were thinking, you know, how can we improve it? Where can we go from here? We were always doing that, which was really <laughs> nice because it basically taught us more or less how to podcast. And I think if we continue with it in another form, this was a great launching point because mm-hmm. it, it, it basically allowed us to, to garner our podcasting skills, right? To, to know how to speak on a mic or to know how to create a good flowing podcast. Not that we're yeah. perfect, but it was a good way to learn. And I think we've, it's been great for in that sense. Yeah. But yeah, I think we just, we need to go somewhere else from here. Yeah. Basically because... we just blew our load into the wind yeah. and just waited till we saw something flowering and, and just went with that. That's, that's a <laughs> so... lot how this went for sure. Yeah. For sure it is. Uh, I think Zach and I just would like to gain a viewership past friends and family. And we're not really going to do that with this podcast. And it's going to be hard to do that with it. Which isn't to say we don't love our friends and family. And we don't also love all of our viewers, that listeners that we have with the current format. Yeah. But it's partly like we were never in it to be successful podcast moguls. No, not so at don't all. so don't think we're selling out because we're still not gonna have any real sponsors and we're still gonna not really have the best of clue and we're still gonna be using the like probably the cheapest or freest equipment we can find, but we're just moving on to something that we personally would enjoy more so that we can hopefully produce a better product because if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're not going to have a better product and the hope is that with that other product we will be able to branch out and expand a little bit more through the audience, through the market availability, whatever. And if it flames out three episodes in or less than seven episodes in, then maybe we turn around and launch slightly less informed yeah, or something. Well, we will just go around exper- experimenting. But uh, like We're in I college. S- that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why um, did you wink? Uh, what was the wink? Was that was that was meant to be that was meant to be like an unconscious uh, that not that was a signal to you from me, not for the listeners. You didn't need to call that out, sir. Oh, <laughs> now get your hand off my lap! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> no, no drama. No drama. <laughs> oh, all right, we're back. We're back. Anyways, I stopped. I stopped the recording. <laughs> Wouldn't be the last episode without another technical difficulty. Hopefully, we don't lose the episode <laughs> as per usual. We'll just not launch the last episode, and it'll just end, <laughs> and that'll be it. <laughs> we're gonna release this last episode on vinyl. <laughs> there we go. There we go. No, but what I was saying before I stopped the recording is that Zach and I had been reworking the podcast all, over the course of the podcast, and then maybe four, maybe a month ago, we had discussed where we wanted to go from here in terms of uh, structure and marketing and things like that, and I think what we ended up deciding was just w- what we've been talking about, is that if we want any more success or we want to really continue in a uh, meaningful way that this podcast itself might not be the best way to do it. And we had planned to keep going for a couple more weeks, but once we kind of had decided maybe that we're going to bring it to an end, we almost we almost lost a, a bit of motivation. Oh, for sure, did a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> Mainly because, like, any time that I would have spent for this, I've kind of spent mulling over and generating ideas for the new one. Yeah. As well as once it was kind of, like, yeah. Once there was an end in sight, it was just hard yeah. to... To find the motivation to keep going, mm-hmm. which is kind of a bad thing. But another thing is this podcast, I mean, it 
as much as it is just two guys sitting down and bullshitting for an hour each week, it does take some preparation both pre and post recording. And yeah. It's it, it's a lot of work. And so it's a lot of work and research for what we want to talk about and things like that. Whereas if we do something that both you and I are going to well, we follow already. Right? Yeah. It's not additional. So it's on top of what we already enjoy. Yeah. So it, it'll be more natural for us in the sense that we're not going to be spending an hour, an hour a week or whatever, diving around the depths of the internet, which are fucking huge, by the way, <laughs> like deeper than the Marianas Trench or whatever, the Marinara Basin or whatever it's called. <laughs> I think it's the Marianas Trench. <laughs> the Marinara Basin <laughs> sounds tasty, but uh, I don't know how deep it is. It's about, it's about three breadsticks deep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's that's where that's that's kind of the motivation and the the reason for the uh the closing of this the the or i guess the close yeah the closing of this act yeah yeah for sure for sure we're just bringing this chapter to an end but there is so much that i loved about this podcast i mean really i it is nice to be able to put in some effort into just creating something and that's what's nice about the podcast mm-hmm. and i've always wanted to do a podcast and like one where i could really say we did a podcast yeah right where we did the last one i started with with four friends and then one kind of lost interest immediately and then <laughs> we just it just didn't work out there was four guys <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was only three guys yeah. but those three guys couldn't hack it so they just quit <laughs> The end. <laughs> the story of four noble heroes. <laughs> that sounds like my kind of uh, like build your own adventure, <laughs> where the heroes just give up. The like. heroes just the one guy. One guy turns. You turn around and have to take a shit. And while we're waiting for you, we go to the pub, <laughs> and then we're just like, "Nah, we're good here." <laughs> Didn't face any real hardship. Just got a little bored. <laughs> <laughs> Armageddon would have, would have ended very differently had they had the heroes of that movie taken that course of action. Uh. <laughs> oh god, that sounds like the worst movie ever. <laughs> or the greatest, who knows. Uh, I definitely lost my train of thought. <laughs> but Mission no, accomplished. No, but basically, yeah, we set out to do this podcast and we did it. So, I don't know. What are... Th- one thing that I did really find great about it is that you and me just did get to sit d- down and, you know, mm-hmm. bullshit for an hour, which yeah. is great, right? And yeah. that's probably the best part of it. Yeah. It's just to sit down and bullshit. And, I mean, this could, it could be sometime in the future where if we wanted this kind of format again, we could. We could just throw absolutely no preparation into it because by the end, I think you and I got better at just sitting down. Uh, just, just riffing. riffing. Yeah, which we did. And something we discussed in passing, not too seriously, was maybe even keeping something along this line of podcast going, but like a completely raw and unedited version and make it a video. Yeah. Because we did, I, I did at one point want to start up a YouTube channel to go along with this podcast. To incorporate just random videos of us doing shit in around the house or going and doing stupid things. Like there was a video I took where I, it, it's a video of me repairing our fence with paracord. I tied our fence back together because it blew over in the wind. So like I had a video of that and like just little things like that. But we had thought about maybe doing 
like a 45 minute to an hour long just video podcast raw unedited of just the two of us to keep this going but basically cut out everything except the actual time it took to do the recording no editing no fancy diddly daddling or anything like that so that we could do kind of both and so we might do that um there's not really a great way for us to get that information across. Like other than you could look up the YouTube channel and subscribe to it. And if we never post anything, it'll be like nothing happened. But if you're subscribed and we do eventually get around to that, you will see the notifications for that kind of thing. Cause I would still like to do that. Even just a couple random videos here and there. Oh, like I've got sure. a couple ideas of some pretty dumb videos for sure. And that but, would be, uh, that would be really fun. Right. Because if we did figure that <laughs> out, it wouldn't take a lot, right? No. You just, just record a video and some audio. Exactly. And just throw her up, which yeah. wouldn't be which wouldn't be bad at all. And yeah, we definitely tossed around that idea. Yeah. Where we thought about, you know, maybe we'll start this hockey podcast, see how it goes. And I mean... Have if, a formal have a formal project and then have an informal project. Yeah, exactly. And kind of separate the two. Because right now we kind of... I, one problem we had is kind of the mix of where do we want that balance with this current podcast. Because it's like, we like how it's so free-flowing and organic, but at the same time, we feel because of that, it's almost, too, it's its niche is being broad, which isn't necessarily a good thing. It's not, and it's, it's not. And so, yeah, we're, we just, we kind of hit a dead end with this one, so. Which is okay. Yeah. It's, it's totally okay. Yeah. Uh, I did appreciate, you know, one thing that's great about this podcast is I actually think that it's just helped with conversational skills in my normal life. You know, I don't really get in too many awkward conversations anymore in terms of maybe the other person both not knowing me very well or right. not knowing them very well. Yeah. Or them just being a little bit less interactive because I've had to just come up with so many bullshit questions. <laughs> On the spot to ask you and our guests that yeah. it's just, it's really easy now to keep a conversation going in a way. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate it for that. And I, I actually appreciated like having the guests on that we did, right? Because yeah. it was, it was a lot of fun to, to bring a, a friend on here and just kind of bring them into this activity. scenario. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. And because it, it challenges a few people. I mean, we definitely had a few friends on who were, who would talk about how they were nervous about it and I'm yeah like, well, don't be nervous but it is cool it's kind of a challenge right because yeah. it's, it's different I guess not everybody is cut out to podcast or right? just to dive in like that like even for us I bet you if you go back and listen to our first five even ten right we probably have what you would pick out as nervous ticks or like tells of inexperience and things like that awkward pauses stumbling over words things like that whereas now we can, we like, for the most part, we can riff for an hour straight and have no problem. But like 20 episodes in when our guest is nervous and we're like, oh, you're fine. It's like, we've been doing this for like half a year now. <laughs> yeah, no, very true. Very true. It, it, it's, it's basically, it's simple now. Yeah. Right? You don't, I don't stress about it throughout the day. It's not something like, <laughs> I'm the kind of guy who, if he has to go to a party later, it's kind of weighs on me because. <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I have to mentally prepare myself for a social, a large social engagement. See, and that, I, that is a true sign of you being an introvert. Oh, hundred percent. For me, for me, sometimes I can go into socially awkward situations, be completely unprepared and maybe a little nervous, but I don't have to prepare. I can just flip the switch and I'm in party mode uh, and it basically just turns off everything else. <laughs> well, if you're lucky, you can do that. Cause I am not the same way. Not to say that I, uh, 
has social anxiety or would consider myself too socially awkward. It's just... It's it's just a different situation, right? Especially when you're going into one where you don't know people or a lot of people yeah. and things like that. And I find the one thing with parties is there's a f- an energy to them. And if you d- can't buy into that energy right away, it can be difficult. Like you go yeah, to a, sure. a gathering where there's a whole bunch of friends that know each other and you're playing a game with them and they all know each other and you're the new guy, you're going to feel like an awkward energy where you don't really fit in or you're trying to see, like feel the group dynamic and things like that. So I get that. Yeah. Cause that, that's usually my biggest thing is not really knowing who or where, how everything's going to flow. Yeah. Who to ask where the bathroom is. <laughs> you just shout that out. Where I can I keep shit. my beer? Like Fridge. Uh, is it is it a bold move to go and immediately put your beer in the fridge? Oh, you always ask. House? You always ask. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I But I don't know. I don't find that I think I'm awkward at parties. Like I said, I just have to mentally prepare to be at a party. It's yeah. something, it's like preparing to do a presentation in front of my class. It doesn't, it's not that it, I guess it doesn't come quite as naturally to me. Yeah. But it doesn't, it's not hard for me to find that part of me. It's mm-hmm. just not really me as much as sitting at home and watching a movie is. I don't know, but that's just me. Fair <laughs> enough. No, that is, yeah, totally. Um, If you had to pick top three favorite things we did on the podcast, what would your be? Top three and they, favorite l- Like, things? try and be specific. Like, top three topics, stories, games guest moments just moments in general like top three moments of the podcast for you oh that's a tough one i mean the games the games were always fun i can't really think of a specific game that was better than any other game but they were fun i don't know i i don't know what i don't i don't really have an answer for that i I liked the games a lot and when we had guests on where we, I guess we were just bantery was fun. It probably wasn't the best listening. Yeah. But the ones where we just really shot the shit and just tried to laugh were, the, yeah. were, were great. Right. So those are the, those are probably my favorite moments. And I mean, there's probably a bunch of little moments that were great. You know, I did, I mean, it was, I brought it to the table, but I did like the Olympics bit. That was one of that the was, ones. That was very, very good. Not to, not to bring my own thing to the table, but there's, there's, oh, been, a, there's been a lot of good moments. Yeah. I would almost like to, I'll probably one day we'll go back and listen to the episodes, but. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. That's really all I can think of at the moment. Why do you have in mind? I, I have, that? my top three would be, uh, the Sean making the mom joke. When he was on, he made a reference, he made like a your mom joke, and then I told him immediately afterwards that my mom actually listened to this. Oh. <laughs> that one stands out. That's um, a good one, actually. The legendary edit of the two-part episode, <laughs> which will still remain unnamed and un- uh, will remain fully censored, Oh yeah. but that, that moment was pretty, pretty which, fucking which awesome. Which apparently didn't go well, go over well. No, with <laughs> <listeners>. <laughs> we just cut it at a beat. Not great. Not great. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I still stand by that edit. Yeah, those two, and then probably the uh, the game you had me play, where it was like guess the guess the phrases or whatever. Oh, the British like, guess slang. the British slang. <laughs> what it meant. Yeah, that yeah. one was amazing. That I, one was some of the good. Sh- some of the shit, and even the one where it was like guess what the word guess what the word matches the meaning or whatever. Even that one. Oh, was those good. ones were fun. Yeah, yeah, those ones were fun. See, the games were fun. Yeah, 
the games took some preparation too, which is why I think sometimes we didn't have it every week. Yeah. Well, some of the games took more prep than others, and sometimes you try one and then it fell to the wayside. Like there was a couple we only did one or twice, one or two times. Yeah. And then there's the recurring favorite, like the animal game. <laughs> I love that the animal game, game. That game is nearly impossible, though. I, I, I just you just need to watch Planet Earth. I guess that's what it is. <laughs> I haven't seen every episode of Planet Earth. Unless you Planet Earth too. See, I don't. I'm, I just don't think enough time's gone by that anything will have changed, other than probably some of the sh- like ecosystems and animals have died. <laughs> like that's probably all that's changed. Well, there you go. That's what and we need to and maybe some cool underwater stuff because underwater is like one of the only places we don't really have a firm grasp. Like we obviously don't know all of the insects in the jungle, but that's going to be pretty hard to do. But, like, underwater is, like, one of the last frontiers on our own planet where we're really exploring and finding brand new things. So other than maybe some of the deep sea stuff, I feel like most of it would be old hat with that show. And it's the same narrator, too. I don't think so. I think there's still a lot of canvas. It's nature, dude. They're going to just re-show all of the the meerkats, though. Like, that. I've seen meerkats before. Something new. I want something new. But 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 sometimes magical things are captured on camera the second time around, right? We saw that iguana or, or whatever it was being chased by those snakes. I mean, I've both seen an iguana and snakes on camera before, <laughs> but that chase scene was epic. That's what I'm saying. This is you true. catch some pretty cool things. This is true. But I don't know. I, Planet Earth is pretty cool, all in all. Planet Earth Life, I love all those nature shows. They are very, very good shows. I want a show like Planet Earth that just records humans going about their daily life with a narrator. Just like cooking dinner and driving to work. <laughs> but nothing is really... Who? They're not necessarily interacting with other people. Or, or, but then when there is interaction, it's like the male approaches the female. And but then it shows shit like where a guy's like helping a homeless guy. And then it shows another one where a guy's beating up a homeless guy. And it shows like human nature. Yeah, yeah. Who narrates that show? Who, if you had to pick a narrator? Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah? <laughs> Just kidding. I have no idea. Benedict Cumberpatch, because at least he doesn't have to say penguin. He might. <laughs> Did you know Lisa's humans have? Favorite animal did is you penguin? Did you know that penguins have knees like people, <laughs> except they're hidden. Penguins are also retarded, unlike most people. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little insensitive, but yeah, I, I would argue that the retardation of mankind next to penguins, as much as penguins <laughs> do some pretty stupid things, I think mankind as a whole pulls some more retarded shit on a scale <laughs> a on a scale word. of like capacity. Like, a, the capacity a penguin has for doing things at its highest function to where it has its lowest function is probably nowhere near the scale of a human's, like, highest capacity to their lowest moments. So, yeah, we're doing, we're not doing so hot compared to the to the, the innocent little penguin. Benedict Cabbage Wink. <laughs> I do love that article where they just say... <laughs> Cucumber broth or whatever. I don't remember some of the names. I got here. I'll try and find it. I think I have it saved. Yeah, you could try and find it. Uh, I think you still got to pick a narrator for that show, though. A narrator for that. Jesus. Who would be a good narrator, though? That's the problem. And it can't be Morgan Freeman. That's such a cop out. Who narrates life? Like, I feel like it has to be Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Well, she wouldn't be a terrible either him or the the 
announcer for the Buffalo Sabres hockey team. <laughs> oh, I would like that. He just gets real hyped about everything. So hyped about everything. <laughs> all right, I found it. Okay, yeah, so here, so for all of our listeners who are absolutely in love with Benedict Cumberbatch, here are some not so loving or oddly loving nicknames for him: Body Snatch Cumberband, <laughs> sorry Cumberbund, um, Buffalo Custard Bath, <laughs> <laughs> Bumble Snuff Crimby Snitch, <laughs> and then of course Mr. Cabbage Wank. <laughs> Bumble Snuff Grimby Snitch. Does he have the weirdest name in Hollywood? He's got There's no there. way. There's no way he has the weirdest one, but he's probably got, like, the weirdest super famous name. Yeah, I guess, hey? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's just in Doctor Strange, which is now the biggest Marvel movie of all time. I actually am not sure how those movies keep making more and more money. Who isn't tired of the superhero movies? Like, I just... I don't know if you're looking for a show of hands there, but I, I I don't like superhero movies ever. Like, if I think back, I think I liked the first Spider-Man, the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. That's a good one, To man. clarify it. Cheesy, but awesome, though. And I think I liked the first Iron Man. And that was about it. There's been some good oh, ones. Oh, I guess I did like the one, one of the Hulk films. With, uh, with Edward Norton. And with Edward, Edward Norton. Because the other one is dog shit. Yeah, no, it was definitely the Edward Norton one where he's building soap. Yeah, I, yeah, they they are good. There is some good ones. And not to say that they're bad movies, they're just too samey. Saturated. Yeah, and we need to take a break. too saturated. Like, can we please get some more World War II action flicks up in here? Yeah, we're not Just to, get, like. Well, we got Hacksaw Ridge, but I didn't see it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Is Dur- Dunkirk out yet? No, Dunkirk Damn. hasn't come out for a while. When is it going to be done, Kirk? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I was a producer, that is all I would be yelling. Christopher Nolan directing it, so not Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> Just calls him Kirk anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Just I'm pretty over superhero movies, but if some people aren't, I guess. Deadpool was good. Deadpool was really, really good, but it is like i honestly feel the superhero is like the second category of the movie i feel like it's a comedy first and then a superhero movie second yeah because if you watch it it's almost the way it plays out is basically like he's a it's a comedy with superheroes making cameos in it except the star of the film is a comedic like superhero yeah so it is a superhero movie but the feel of it is not like a typical superhero movie so no, I did point. more laughing than, like, action bonering, so... Did you ever see Kick-Ass? Yes, I saw the first one. See, I think that's my favorite superhero movie, if you were to call it I one. would just call it a hero movie. Yeah, I guess. It is just a hero movie, because they aren't very super. No. Oh, I gotta fart. Oh, that was a silent one, yeah, so. We're gonna break the fan out? You might? I don't Come know on, man! What is this? It's my own brand. You gotta uphold the... I don't need to break the fan out. You can break the fan out. <laughs> It's too far away. What is it about people enjoying the smell of their own farts? I don't know, because I never have enjoyed the smell of my own fart. Oh, really? The only thing I like to do is I like to revel in the stench because I know everybody else finds it putrid. And the fact that everybody else is, like, cringing and almost dying, like, to me, that just gives me, like, brief satisfaction. Like, the minute you ejaculate after you masturbate, that you have that, like, sensation of, like, ah, yes, right before that, like, wank guilt sets in. 
That's that is the pleasure of like ripping a stank. What? Yeah, like okay. I just enjoy I just enjoy everybody else having to deal with the stink of the fart, and then and then it's like, okay, this is pretty gross. Like, what am I doing here? Seems very narcissistic. I don't know the <laughs> word that I'm going for there, but I've never thought of it that way. But I mean, if that's what it takes for you to enjoy your own farts, more power to you. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. The only the only part I really enjoy about my own farts is the act of farting. It feels good to just let the gas out. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Nothing feels better. It, a good fart, probably better than a good burp. Oh, for sure. But sometimes a good burp is... Unless it hurts your trachea. Which, I don't know, you had that issue last night. It was plaguing me. Okay, I do. Alright. I'm pretty sure I don't have bronchitis, but I might get that checked out anyway. So, we, our buddy Brett has booked open ice for Sunday. And oh, yeah. I... We'll probably go, but I'm for sure going to be the worst no. skater out there. No. Oh, yeah. Who no. would be worse? Well, I can think of at least two. Well, okay, maybe, but it's just going to be, a, it's going to be rough, but I'll, I'll go. <laughs> you won't be, you won't be the worst, like, hands down. Yeah. If that, if that makes it any better. Because I feel like, like, I looked at all of who got invited today, and there's, like, me, and then a bunch of people that played a lot of hockey, and then there's... The people that skated a bunch but haven't played a lot of hockey, and then there's the people that have never done either, and you fall into the third camp, but you're not the only one in the third camp, so... I mean, that's good. You know what? Maybe New Year's resolution, I should finally... Like, not that I don't know how to skate, I should just learn how to skate well. I can teach you. You should teach me. Yeah. We'll go to open ice. I'll know. You'll come when I'm working so that I get paid to teach you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm okay with that, because I'm not the one paying you, so... (laughs) But yeah, we could go to some open ice and totally. I have, I don't, I was actually thinking about it the other day because I, part of my job is like monitoring public skates. And so I watch a lot of parents trying to teach kids how to skate. And I just always keep thinking in my head of like, what would be the best way or a more efficient way to teach kids how to skate? Like what, when you break it down, what is the best way? Because every parent teaches their kid how to skate differently. You know how to teach them? Well, Red Bull crashed ice course. Definitely. Push them down. Sink or swim? It's one way to look at it, yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, Do you have a real answer? No, I haven't. I Like, thinking about it, I haven't really come to a firm conclusion. I definitely have places I would start and things I would emphasize and focus on from, like, a really, really, really technical standpoint. Like, break it down, like, almost drawing a diagram for the kid kind of like thing like really explain what he's trying to do so that he's not just floundering so much and like the parents are just like oh you just got to balance like here's something to lean against you just keep standing and then just push yourself along and it's like well that's great but like show him the mechanics of the movement a little bit and like make like maybe work on that so that he kind of has an idea of what he wants his like what he wants to make his body do and then the balance will just come but like I don't know if that would work because Depending how young you start the kid, he probably doesn't even really comprehend what a diagram is. Well, that's what I mean. Oh, like, the green colors! <laughs> that's what I mean. I think maybe at a certain age, it is best to just get them out there and get the feel for it, right? Just have and them then flop around when on they're these. old enough. Yeah, teach them the mechanics, right? You yeah. don't want to go too hard. But on like, the even then, yeah. even then, like if a seven or an eight year old, or like people our age, because I know people our age that don't know how to skate and want to learn. Yeah, it's like just people usually start people off the same way it's like well grab a pile on and go out there and kind of flounder it's like well no you're smart enough to comprehend like you have two edges on your skates you like skating is working your edges inside and outside edge on each skate 
And so you have to you balance on the inside or the outside edge, but you're propelling with the inside edge mm-hmm. when you're skating, right? And so you like lay out the motion of like this is how you make a stride. And then like the balance will come. That's just a practice thing. But if they can get the fundamentals of what they're trying to do, then I feel like that's a good place to start. Okay. All right. Yeah. But like you said, it's tough to do with like a two-year-old. Well, you can't do it with a two-year-old. They don't even. You're know doing it do. wrong. You got to extend your back leg. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like, honey, C cuts. <laughs> C cuts. It's like, honey, lay off. He hasn't even said mommy yet. <laughs> I want to see some crossovers. You got two minutes to get around the rink. Two Go. minutes, or it's a bag skate, son. <laughs> Ties a sack of grain to him. Go. <laughs> Redefining bag skate ever. Father. Uh, that's how you make child prodigies. That uh, is. Donna actually, I'm reading, a, I'm reading a book, actually, that was written by a child prodigy. <laughs> a self-proclaimed child prodigy? No, he was like a legit child prodigy. Oh, okay, what was he a prodigy of? Chess. <laughs> no, no, no. The like... fucking loser. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to look at it. Just but kidding. He, like, at, like, six years old was tabbed as like basically a child prodigy in chess and was winning national championships and stuff like that all the way up till and like international competition and stuff like that all the way into his like early 20s and stuff like that with chess and just so good at it and whatever else and yada yada and then eventually he just quit chess and went into martial arts and became a world championship world champion in martial arts so he's just good at anything he sets his mind he the basically the book he wrote is he his like air quotes superpower or like special ability is learning how is how to learn so like the way he breaks down learning in his mind and like obviously he puts in the massive amount of time and dedication but it's a combination of just putting in the hours of practice but also how efficient he is with his mental and the psychological aspect of it yeah that he like in two years was like he started what he did is he started a tai chi class yeah for the meditation aspect of it oh right purely for that so he was like a couple months into tai chi and then his like i don't know what like the leader the what's the proper word master of the class or whatever the teacher of the class moved him into what's called push hands which is like a variation of tai chi but it's the martial format so like you have tai chi which is just meditation and like almost like yoga like zen yoga in its own realm right and then there's the martial like martial arts side of it which is the basis is push hands and he in like two years was like already competing and like he had started tai chi like the basics of it and in two years he was already like competing and winning because of how he breaks things down and like the time he puts into it but just like how he thinks and categorizes stuff mentally now granted he's obviously very gifted because he figured out chess at like three years old but yeah like that's it's interesting to read because he lays it out and it's basically like if you apply that to if you apply his methods to literally anything you want you will be successful to to any level that you desire if you wish if you want to take something and become a world-class whatever you can probably take what he lays out in this book and apply it and you will get there Hmm. very inspirational it is it's really really cool yeah uh, and I think, yeah, there's definitely efficient ways to learn. I had read somewhere of a, a technique that learning, of, of learning things quickly. I couldn't remember what it is. <laughs> Didn't learn it well enough, I guess. <laughs> Didn't stick that one in there. But I think, like you had mentioned, the, the real key to learning something is just time and effort put in. Right? It, yeah. 
Because like he would, the way he described it is he would, he started going to this Tai Chi class and then Jesus, was how sweaty my pits are. I never get sweaty pits. Anyways, continue. <laughs> <laughs> what was I talking about? Tai Chi class. Sorry, I, this Tai I, Chi I, class. I don't There's no way. I'm sorry <laughs> that I cut you off. No, it's okay. <laughs> sorry. But uh, he he practice for a couple hours at home and then go to class and whatever and have the teacher like refine his movements. But then he would go home and he's so self-disciplined that he could make his own progress just at home doing his own thing because of the mental, like he was so powerful in the mental and psychological aspect of learning that he knew what he was, the goal he was after. And he knew what progress felt like even without somebody telling him you like, because he knew the whole idea of the Tai Chi meditation was to be relaxed. And once you achieve that, like in the class, for example, you hit that that Zen state, you know what you're looking for. And he's one of those people that can go home and do something. And if he doesn't get it right, he tweaks things and, and alters things until he gets it right. And he notes that. And like, he's, I'm not, I'm about two thirds of the way through the book right now. And uh, he's like finally getting into breaking down like his, like mental processes and like the meat and potatoes of what he actually does. Yeah. And it's, is really interesting. Hmm. There's actually a movie about him. What's his name? His name is Josh Waitskin or Waitkins or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, he's pretty famous. Like I'm assuming he's pretty famous cause he's like whatever, but the movie, the movie about him was called finding Bobby Fisher. Cause that was, it was made about him when his dad actually wrote the book, Finding Bobby Fisher, because Bobby Fisher is this old American, like, chess guy that beat a Russian in a world competition. Yeah. Like, came out of nowhere and beat the Russian grandmaster and then basically just fell off the face of the earth. And, like, they were like, okay, where'd he go? Like, because it came time for him to defend. Yeah. And he was nowhere to be found. And then, like, they thought that this kid, when he was growing up, would be the next Bobby Fisher, the next great American chess guy like that was like what he was built up to be oh and his dad wrote a book called finding bobby fisher about his kid and then it was made into a movie and he talks a little bit about that in the book and i kind of want to see the movie just to see that aspect and see what his chess life was like because he talks about it a lot but he never talks about most things other than like the actual like i'm when i'm playing chess this is what's going on like i'm explaining how i'm being a badass at chess yeah yeah Hmm. interesting very interesting. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Uh, uh, is a that read. the Four Minute Body? No, that's a different book. different book. It's called The Art of Learning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Highly recommend it. I like it. I like it. Um, should we do one more? One last on the soapbox? Oh, damn right. We should do one yeah. more on the soapbox. Let's do we want to do like tailor made topics just for each other, or are we going to do the randoms? <sighs> I mean, I don't have a tailor made topic for. For you, and I'm probably not going to be able to... Brendan! I think we'll just embrace the randomness. <sighs> okay, it's loading. It's loading? Okay. What are we at? Did I stop the recording? I did not stop the recording. We are okay. Oh, I was making a note of this. We For the This Day in History, nothing, like, overly spectacular happened. Like, there's a couple small events, but nothing, like, overly world-changing happened today. But there was so many famous people born today. Blows me away. Mark Twain was born in 1835. Winston Churchill was born in 1874. Lucy Maud Montgomery, who wrote Anne of Green Gables, was born in 1874. Um, Dick Clark, who's a famous television host, was born today. And Sir Ridley Scott was born today. 
Billy Idol was born today, and Bo Jackson was born today. Pretty so it's a, a special day. Rock star, rock star day November to be born. 30th. So to all of those born today, happy birthday, first of all. And second of all, shoot for the stars because you got like the fate of whatever pushing because everybody that was born today seems to be making it. Yeah, for real though. It's a good day. You should look up like real shitty people who are born today. Not necessarily like serial killers, but people who just didn't really amount to much. I don't know if they'll like, be... Like, like Jim Ronald. Who, who sits at home at 27. Yeah, but how am I going to find anything on him if he doesn't do anything? I just, like, scour Reddit or something. <laughs> He'll be there. Check the gaming subreddit. <laughs> You're not just helping kidding. me at all. Just kidding. How, do you got that? Do you got that? Yeah, I do. Loaded up? I do, and I loaded five, and I'm going to pick one of the... I'm going to pick what I think is the best one of the five. Okay. What do you got for me? <laughs> There's a couple really good ones in here. Uh, <laughs> I can't decide. Shit. I might make you do two just because these are both so good. Oh, I'll do I'll do two in a minute. I'm not going to do two minutes of one. Okay. So your first one, you get 30 seconds on sharpening the saw, and then you get 30 seconds on armored car services. <laughs> Go. I would like to think sharpening the saw is actually just a metaphor for self improvement. So basically, you know, you always get you, you always get in the in the workshop, sharpen that saw. But in another term, you're just like instead of sharpening saws, you're doing push ups, you're doing sit ups, you're reading good books, you're learning good learned skills, and you're sharpening that that damn saw. That's that's my interpretation of that. And servicing an armored car. Oh, armored car services. <laughs> armored car services. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> it's not servicing an armored car. Basically, armored car services are the companies that you you say I'm kind of in fear for my life because my ex boyfriend is a little bit crazy. He's got a cocaine issue. I might need armored car services to go to and from the mall to get my groceries. And bodyguards come with these armored car services. Big burly men over six five. But they're just skinny as a rail, just for some reason. They're just really tall, so they they're lanky. They got a lot of Wouldn't... a lot of range to to to, 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 hit, to hit your crazy ex boyfriend. What do we got going on over there? Okay, now just a second. If they're burly, how can they be lanky? <laughs> they're burly in terms of their their height from the ground. <laughs> okay, I gotta look this up. I just want to see. Oh, where's my dictionary? I just want to look up what the definition of burly is to see if it can be applied in that manner. It might be able to. I don't know. Burly. Yeah, large and buttily sized, stout, sturdy. Bluff or brusque. So, yeah. Yeah, they are large. They are very large. They might not be wide. Or stout. But they're large. And or sturdy, because they're pretty lanky. But, yeah. The one know. of the things that work. to that. <laughs> there okay. you go. You I... can feel free to generate five and pick two or whatever you want to do. Generating topics. Uh, I don't know. These ones are just... If you want to respin, go ahead, man. This is the last crack of the cat. Make it count. Alright, we'll take a respin. Who knows if these are better. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Uh, I'm gonna give you... These aren't really better, but... I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'll give you two. I guess you get fungus 
and cantaloupe juice. <laughs> cantaloupe. Something that so, nobody has wished for. Cantaloupe juice is actually code for a secret operation <laughs> that the U.S. government ran in the 60s, which effectively the Soviets... I learned about this in my class, so you can quote me on this. The Soviets were running a, not a heavy water project, because a heavy, heavy water is like heavy hydrogen for making hydrogen bombs. Well, the Soviets made a hydrogen bomb. And then what they did is they started making heavy fruit, which was just this like genetically superior fruit. So the cantaloupe juicing was like the Americans attempt to steal that information. Fact. Scientific and historical fact. You can go look that up. A fungus is generally can, can be confused with plants, but they're not you're plants. No, I'm, I'm going for a no, little you're bit. Out of time. Fungus. No, you're out of time. You get off the stage. Boom! <laughs> Boom! You're fungus. Uh, I can't tell if you're fucking with me with this whole cantaloupe juice thing. But Google it, man. <laughs> I don't trust you at all. I might actually Google this. You can't Google it because that'll ruin the academic integrity of the podcast. Like in that terms would be spoilers. of spoilers, but feel free to look it up after the podcast. Google's loading right now. Uh, fair enough, it is loading very slowly. Go ahead, look up Operation Cantaloupe Juice. It's just it's loading so slowly. You will be. You'll be sadly, sadly disappointed. disappointed. Let's see what we get, though. Operation Christmas Child. Speaking of which, coming up on the holiday seasons, Operation Red Nose is out, at least in Lethbridge. So all of our local listeners, please stay safe if you need a ride home. For all of our non-local listeners, hopefully they have some sort of service like Operation Red Nose. Please be safe over the holidays. Don't be afraid to party, because parties are great. I will be the first one to admit that. But you got to stay safe. Get a ride home. Don't drive drunk. Operation Christmas Child, if you have a spare pair of shoes or, like, a, some, I don't know, socks, put them in a box. Send them to a kid in need. Yeah, Operation Cantaloupe Juice turns up almost nothing. Just it must still be blacklisted. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's blacklist worthy. Maybe it'll come up. When they, when they reopen the JFK. No, because, like, there was, like, a legit to movement to make socialist plants. Like, to, to genetically modify socialist plants. They made they tried doing socialist trees, and their their thought was plant them closer together, and they'll help each other out. Not even kidding you. The top the top Soviet geneticist was literally plant like plant them closer together, and they'll help each other out. I yeah. feel like they'd only steal resources and room from each other. That that was the joke. That that's the, yeah, but he didn't know that. You think Stalin's a geneticist? He doesn't give a shit. As long as the science meets the ideological boundaries Stalin was happy and that's basically what happened is this guy ruined like my professor basically was like yeah this guy ruined Russian genetics and the Russian like biology because he came in and was not a Darwinist so he believed basically everything pre-Darwin which at that point in time was basically just pseudoscience (laughs) (laughs) and and he was in charge of the Russian genetics and like stuff like that and just like the dumbest ideas. He thought that by exposing plants to extreme cold, they would just become hardier plants over time, and they would just produce better crops in the shitty Russian, like, fucking tundra. Like, literally just, like, left plants in the cold and was like, they're toughening up. Because he, they, the whole Soviet project was built around, like, 
will, like the willpower. He's like, the plants have the willpower to do it. Wow. Wow. This yeah. guy sounds pretty out to lunch. I mean, I get, I basically can understand the thought process behind all of it, but it's, it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I power to him, but yeah, it just didn't turn out well for him. No. Well, I mean, kind of near the end of the podcast here. Yeah, I'm kind, kind of, I kind of want to drag it out just to make it last, but. Well, what all, do you want to drag out? All good things. Uh, maybe the corpses hiding in your closet? I mean, they kind of smell bad, but I use them to cover up the scent of your farts. <laughs> Is that why you always sit closer to the closet? Yeah, I just throw my head in the closet. <laughs> ah! Lucy, you're really decaying back there. That's dark. That's dark. I don't have corpses. So is your closet. I don't have corpses in my closet. Yet? Just, I mean, we don't know what the future holds, right? I could run into this tough string of uh It of could bands. just start raining bodies, and then what else are you going to do if it just crashes through I think if it starts raining bodies, we have, like, a few more problems. Than what? Than corpses in my closet. Like, probably, every, it, it would be end times for the world. Do you think so? If it started raining corpses... <laughs> <laughs> probably i would probably be like okay yeah pretty much every doomsday is right something weird <laughs> happened okay so what if we got 30 seconds no a minute and 30 seconds of av like what would be average rain but it was bodies instead of rain a minute and 30 seconds there'd yeah. be a lot of issues <laughs> <laughs> like roughly like on average about 115 pounds <laughs> Falling out of the sky in terms of what raindrops should have been. They're now just 150 pound sacks of, like, bodies. Okay, so what if every person that was ever alive that's dead formed, like, a, a dome around Earth, like a shield, and then just fell in on Earth and was on the surface of Earth again? <laughs> what do you think would happen? Oh, God. I don't even know. I don't know if there's enough people to cover that much surface area. To so, cover the surface area of the Earth? Like, the they're... whole atmosphere of the Earth. Like, if we laid out every person that has ever been alive and died, would it be enough to cover the entire surface area of the Earth? If you laid them, like, in an efficient manner? I don't know. But if you spread them out sufficiently over a surface area of the upper troposphere, and then they just plummeted back to Earth, what would happen? I want to know. Well, I think if they covered up that, like, how long are they covering up the troposphere for before they plummet? No, like, they're there? starting there and then just falling. Oh, but so like... they're not hanging out there for any <laughs> Like, maybe long enough to get frostbite, but... <laughs> I was gonna say, like, depends on how long the sun is blocked out, because that would fuck a lot of things up. And then just them all hitting the... We'd have issues everywhere. <laughs> Freeways would be blocked up. Could you imagine being on, like, the bridge? And, like, what does that extra weight do to some, like, suspension bridges? I'm sure they should be designed to handle it, but... Open-air elevators? Like, we're only allowed four bodies in here. What's George? He died last week. Why is he back? Yeah, exactly, right? And what if, like, family members land in front of other family members? It's like, oh, there's Grandpa plastered to the windshield of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody related to you just like heat seeks towards your vicinity? Jesus, what a weird thought. What a weird train of thought. <laughs> I don't really know where, like, I know where it came from. It came from your closet, but yeah, that is strange. <laughs> like, I guess we could say it wouldn't be good. I don't think anything good would come from that, except maybe. After they all decay, it would be some pretty good fertilizer. Would you would you say demographically that that's a falling mortality rate, <laughs> uh, or that there was a massive drop in corpses? 
Yes, there, you could say that. <laughs> that wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> a massive drop in courses. Hey, what? what's one thing you do that you are certain nobody else does? Oh, nothing. Nothing. There's probably n- nothing I do. If you were to ball, if you were to ballpark a something you do, like a weird tick or habit, like I'm sure there's a string of things I do in sequence that form an action or event that I do that other people don't. But every action I do at, on its individual basis, everybody's probably already done or somebody has done. Like I can't think of anything that really. I don't know. What 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 about you? Probably this thing. You see me playing with this pit, this piece of jean here? Yes. I like sharp corners, and I like rubbing them on, like, my fingers or my face. Basically, I'll, like, fold up a corner of a blanket and, like, run it along my face. That's my thing. Okay, can so, I like, try this? So, this here, that's why I cut it out. It, the, the stitching along the seam yeah. of the pant is, like, okay, so I kind make a of corner coarse. Of it? Yeah, and I just, like, run my knuckle along it or something, and I just really... It's, like, a relaxing feeling for me. I've done it my whole life. And oh. what's weird... Is that my uncles do it? That so is it runs in the really family. Weird. But it's some. It's like a. It's like a comfort thing for me. I feel closer to you now that I'm rubbing your jean patch on my face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel closer to you now too. I think this is what this. This is what this podcast culminated to. Okay, give that back. <laughs> give it back. Uh, no, I don't know. That is a real strange thing. I I don't know. Like I'm sure there is something. I can't think of it right now. Yeah, weird. I don't know. I just saw it on Reddit. Some of the responses were a guy who would put a pebble in his sock and just play with it with his feet throughout the day. That's fair. I I, I like to play with things with my feet when it's present, but I don't actively engage uh, who that. Who the fuck wants a rock in there, too, right from the beginning of the day? That's like <laughs> the worst thing ever. That's like, oh, that is like the third level of purgatory for me. Like, my personal purgatory would be walking, hiking with a pebble in my boot forever. Oh, yeah, that's awful. The fucking worst, because it'll be, like, you will you can control it, like, you can work it up to your toes, and then it just fucking disappears, and you don't know where it went, and you're good for, like, three steps, and then it reappears somewhere, and it freaking hurts. Yeah. Okay, so, we kind of somewhat had this conversation at the pub yesterday, but would you rather, for an entire week, experience wet socks, kind of slightly askew underwear that's riding up your ass just a little bit, or... Wet jeans? Wet jeans. Hands down the socks. Yeah? Oh, hands down. Oh, wet socks suck. I'd probably yeah, do the underwear thing. Really, man? There's no way I'm ride, letting underwear ride that close to my butthole for a straight week. Well, wet socks that, that, that's, like, that's gonna, But that red socks aren't going to chafe. And they're not going to, like, incise my butthole. Yeah, that's possible. That's right? Because, like, what if you eat a mean bowl of chili? Or, like, for you, example? I probably should Like... Like, you no, know, you shouldn't, but, like, if I did, that wouldn't be good. Burning ring of fire down there. You've got a, not a burning ring of fire, but you've got the hose of, the hose of brown basically going on all the time. So, like, I wouldn't want, like, that's a sensitive area. That's like, true. your feet, your feet will be fine. You might get trench foot, but. Yeah, you would get trench foot. Wet jeans might not be as bad in terms of long-term But you can't move in wet jeans. Like, for some reason, wet jeans, I feel like, are almost as restrictive as frozen jeans. Because it feels like everything is just harder to... Like, you, it's hard to walk. Yeah, you know what, though? Jeans... Wet jeans is the worst one. High hands down the worst one. Can't do wet jeans. I may have asked this on the podcast, so I can't remember. Would you rather go about your day extremely tired or extremely hungry? Oh, tired. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I can deal with tired. Yeah. I can't deal with hungry. If I'm hungry, I, I can't focus. 
Wow, I'm the exact opposite, I think. I'd rather do tired. But I think hungry would be less dangerous. No. Yeah. No. Short short term running out of fuel is more dangerous. Yeah, but like when... you'll physically collapse, you'll faint. Yeah, but but you can make it through like I'm gonna I promise you you'll make it through the day. Oh yeah, like I know I'll make it through the day, but the discomfort of being hungry is like a physical discomfort, whereas being tired is just like you're just kind of groggy and a little sluggish. Like it's mostly in your head. And for me, I can usually for like one day, I can I can tough it out. If it's like a week straight, like when I'm writing papers, then it's a little much. But okay, if I if I'm hungry or sorry, if I'm if I'm able to eat, I can fuel my body with enough energy to metabolize and caloric energy that I can like overcome the mental tiredness because my body is still there with me. But yeah. if I'm tired and everything's shutting down, then like uh, whatever. That's fair. I mean, I disagree, but teach their own yeah you're wrong <laughs> i'm kidding i kid i kid i kid you got anything else because we're kind of at the end no as much as we don't want to be at the end um just a thank you to the listeners um the there's a couple of you that made an effort to uh engage via twitter and via the email and i appreciate those who did uh i thank everybody who listened ever um, every listen counted. Every listen meant we weren't doing this for no reason. That's true. And it was pretty pretty cool to see some of the listens from some of the places we got. Yeah. We actually managed to cover quite a bit a lot, like quite a bit of territory. Some some one off listens from some pretty much at almost every corner of the earth. So yeah, that was pretty very cool. True. Very true. So and thanks to the listeners. Thanks to you, my good host. Yes, sir. Thank you for doing this with me. I don't know that anybody else would be quite as dedicated as you so that's nice that's one nice thing about doing this with you because i think almost most other people would have fizzled out by now so that's cool thank you because they got hungry probably because they got hungry or tired or both but mostly hungry no but okay hungry hungry tired or thirsty oh god i thirsty (laughs) is the last one i hate being thirsty yeah me too um i'd also like to really thank the uh the guests that we've had on anybody who came on we really appreciate it, and we appreciate the effort you put forth, and all of you were fantastic. So, And anybody who didn't come on, thank you as well for not clogging up the guest pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was that too. Anybody who we didn't get on... We apologize. Yes, we apologize, but, you know, the future... We don't know what the future holds. We may have some some type of setup similar to this where that may, that may happen, but uh, until next time somewhere on down the road yeah like honestly keep your subscription to this podcast on the off chance that it maybe pops up again someday because we don't we don't really know yeah you 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 know as much as we do and that is the most honest answer now that's not to say go about your daily lives don't by any means change what you're doing but someday down the road this may see a rejuvenation if not I mean, like, I can't imagine it wasn't the worst thing to listen to. No, I would so. hope not. Right? Mm-hmm. All right, team. Well, thanks for listening throughout the months. And we may not see you next time, but we may. So, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>